You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Today we are continuing our series, Post-COVID Youth Ministry, with another car ride's worth of content for you. I am Allie, your host, alongside my partner here, Daniel. Daniel, tell me, what are you loving today? I've got these pens that I yeah, it's right there. love. And I were you the one that said you didn't like them very much? No, yeah, that was somebody else. No, I don't like them very much. They're too, they're thin for you, right? Is that what you didn't like about them? Well, I think it has to do with my handwriting because my handwriting is very chick, chicken scratch. You can say that <laughs> anyways to begin with. And so when I write with that kind of pen, it just looks even messier. Well, I like them. <laughs> and a coworker of ours, Kelly, who's been on this podcast many times, likes them as well. It's a Pentel RSVP fine point. And they come in blue. I have them in black. And they probably have them in red too. Oh, but it yeah. is, it's is—it's like a fine point. It just writes nicely. They have a cap, which I didn't think I really liked cap pens. I like click pens mm-hmm. more. But I like these pens. <laughs> Pentel You don't like RSVP, them. You fine. love them. I do. I am loving these pens. (laughs) Loving them right now. Allie, what are you loving? I am loving, this is another, it's another drink. I said a drink the last time too. And I feel like it's a drink like seltzer water that everyone's like, "Uh, yeah, Allie's been around for a while now. Jumping on the train. (laughs) Yeah, I just jumping on the train. Chamomile tea. Oh. I have probably had a box of chamomile tea in my cabinet for like years at this point. And I just a couple weeks ago started drinking it at night i like to have tea at night regardless and i can't believe how much better my sleep is hmm. and how much better i wake up refreshed it is it's shocking shocking to me wow the difference so know? i know so i'm loving it and now i'm like brush my teeth and get in bed and i'm like ah i need to go get my chamomile tea i can't <laughs> <laughs> no i can't live without it no i talk about being an old soul i think that chalk that up <laughs> on your list of things that you're an old soul an, i am such an old lady <laughs> <laughs> i know well today we are in the fifth episode of our series post-covid youth ministry so far we have covered hybrid ministry virtual and in-person experiences um this generation and the impl- implications of covid on them And today we're going to talk about what has changed and what hasn't within youth ministry. Yeah. Well, there's a lot that's changed, (laughs) but, but the, the core tenets of youth ministry are still the same, right? So we've spent a lot of time this year at Nativity preaching in big church on mission, vision, really foundational things. I think during election season, we had a whole series on this sort of mm-hmm. thing, like what really is united, uniting for us mm-hmm. um, in a world where we feel divided in a lot of ways. And those things aren't changing. Our strategies are relatively the same, really, most of the time, too. But methods, objectives, goals, measurements, operations, these are really forever going to be different. Mm-hmm. And we've just... Really, that's what these episodes are all about, mm-hmm. is, is how we change those methods um, in what we're doing. But the mission is still the same. And so many things have been redefined this year in so many different ways. I mean, just think of all the vocabulary that we've had redefined for us. These words, we have just this list of words of, if we said these, mm-hmm. a, you know, a year, year and a half ago, 
would have had a completely different meaning than they do now. <laughs> so if I said Zoom, it would have meant what do you think or what you do when you're going quickly from one activity to the next? So I'm just going to yeah. zoom over there. I think of that old show too. The yeah, the show. Zoom, zoom, uh, yeah. zoom, zoom, uh, zoom. So zoom totally, it's like a, it's a, you know, whole culture around zoom now. Mm -hmm. How about bubble? Like bubble, I would have thought of like blowing like bubbles, bubbles or like, yeah, things kids do boy. for fun. <laughs> yeah. Now we're all bubble boys. <laughs> we all have our own bubble, bubble. now. Face masks. Mm, like sports yeah something that you wear yeah and football hockey yeah not something that everybody's wearing mm -mm. how about this one is not necessarily covid but karen <laughs> if your name was karen a year Poor and a half karen. ago i know it didn't have any negative implications <laughs> now if you're karen it was like the aunt that you always like now it's this whole negative thing <laughs> i do have an aunt karen and she is very sweet i'm sure she is <laughs> Poor Karen's out there. Oh, Auntie Karen, I love you. <laughs> How about a drive-thru party? Oh. I mean, I don't think we would have even known what that was. in general, you just always would have thought. Yeah, like is that, do you McDonald's. go to McDonald's yeah. <laughs> and like go to the play place or something? What does that mean, a drive-thru party? How about flattening the curve? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe a term I from high school math? Maybe, but I just don't even think words strung together. Yeah. A year and a half ago, I would have thought of anything. All right. Last one. Social distancing. I, I mean, that's a COVID term, right? We never social distanced yeah. before that. Is that like Facebook, Twitter, social distance? So anyway, just fun terms that we've invented. Everything yeah. is new during this time. That's yeah, the point. Absolutely. That's Those are creative. That's funny. Social distancing, another one. I don't even think... If somebody had said that to me two years ago, I'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. It would seem like a really clever diss. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to social distance myself from you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, what? That sounds I right. I don't get an invite and left out. <laughs> Something the teens would have said to us. Yeah. <laughs> they try to do that to us. So clearly, things have changed, Just not just vocabulary, but even more. But what hasn't changed for us with students, for one thing, is our vision. Our vision at Nativity is to build relationships among disconnected teens that reveal the invisible God through the incarnational love and example of leaders and teens. That vision remains the same. How we do it may be different, but that is the same. And also our mission. One thing that hasn't changed our mission here at Nativity is to connect teens with leaders, peers, and parents who help them to love God, love others, and become disciples. Mission and vision are constants for us. They really don't change even when our methods do. Yeah, so we had within that that mission vision, we had four objectives this year that we wrote during the summer. Number one, we wanted to transition innovatively by restructuring our program elements for COVID circumstances and the times to come. We really didn't know what that meant last summer. We just know we had to do it and really transition through innovation to being able to gather in a different way. The second objective we had was to move the understanding of confirmation from age dependency to readiness dependency. And we're still working on that. I think that's a multi-year goal. Mm -hmm. Number three, we wanted to create and implement milestone ministry, which we've done a couple of podcasts on mm -hmm. with a unique celebration for each grade in student ministry. And number four, 
We wanted to develop strong leaders through a coaching model that empowers those leaders to take ownership of their small group and create personal relationships with their students. So those are the small group leaders that we're talking about. So those were our four objectives for things we really wanted to work on this year based on that that vision and that mission, that unchanging part of our ministry that gives us the foundation to build on. But the objectives are the things that change year to year. And we have done some of those more than others. Our lists would have looked different before mm-hmm. COVID. I don't think those would have been our objectives, certainly not transitioning innovatively, mm-hmm. restructuring, right? But we realized this year also that it wasn't the right time to start that milestone ministry. Mm-hmm. So we recorded podcasts. We talked about it. We have a whole plan for yeah. it. It just didn't feel like the right year once we got into small groups and figured out how everything was going to work this year. Mm -hmm. But we're still planning and plotting for it. So it is still an objective of ours. It's Mm -hmm. just not going to be this year. This year. Yeah, absolutely. And we just gathered too with our student ministers for a seminar. And we wanted to share with you guys four things we've observed that we shared with them, kind of dived a little bit deeper with each of them on their opinions about it too. And this was the consensus of the things we've observed in our program so far throughout the year. Number one, student and students and parents have a renewed appreciation for small group interaction. It's not even, even if you aren't coming in face to face to small group, but especially if that's the case, especially if they're not going to school in person, but they're able to come to small group in person. That's one physical in-person connection they can have. But even just having a sense of community and socialization to meet over Zoom each week, wherever they are, there's just really a renewed sense of appreciation for that small group time and that small group community that they have. Second, everyone is a little more available, even with sports picking back up and things going on. You know, they're here in Maryland. They're trying to slowly get back to normal as safest as they can. So the schedules are filling up again, but everyone is still a little bit more available. And I think they've reprioritized from taking everything out of their life and their social calendar from mm-hmm. before as they are now. So it everyone is a little bit more available for sure. And along with that, Zoom and adaptability have made small groups even more accessible than ever. You know, you can jump on Zoom now on your phone on your way home from practice. That's not the desired commitment we want, but at least they're there and they're not just skipping small group entirely. There's a level of accessibility for people who have were exposed and they have to be quarantined in their home, but they don't have to miss small group. They can zoom in now. And then the last thing that we have observed is that hybrid is really hard to do well. It is not optimal at all to have half your group in person and half your group on Zoom, but it is necessary for this time. And that leads into our vision casting for next year, what small groups might look like if we if we're still to, which we probably will have to always offer digital and in-person options for the coming year. But taking into account what we've experienced and observed that hybrid is really hard, but we're so grateful for our leaders who have jumped on board and are doing the absolute best they can, because right now that is just what's necessary. And we try to support them as much as we can, too. I don't think we'll, we've talked about this a little bit in previous episodes, too, but we aren't planning to keep hybrid necessarily, where it's like half Mm -hmm. the group is Zooming and half is is in person, but we do want to be able to say like, oh, your leaders are gone next week. We don't have a sub for you. Your group can go totally Mm -hmm. virtual. So there's some ways that you can use that Mm -hmm. tool without continuing the hybrid. Because everyone's learned it now. So now it's just this little tool we have in the back, our back pocket when needed. 
And the way that we structure our ministry now where the videos are messages and everything mm-hmm. allows us to quickly pivot and do that. Absolutely. All right. So we also, in that gathering with our student leaders, we wanted to share just some some hope for what's to come. And we realized that at this point in the year with them, we had 17 weeks down and 11 to go of our small group meetings that we had planned. So we shared four things to make the most of those remaining 11 weeks. And these were the four things that we shared. Make the most of the hybrid, stay consistent, pray through it together, and be curious. So the first thing was to make the most of the hybrid. And we spent the most time on that in our message to them because it's the most challenging thing. Even though it's only a few more months, mm-hmm. it's, it is. It's just hard right now. There's all kinds of tips and tricks, but it's not easy and it's not going to be easy. We can't just wave a magic wand and make it easy. But we can acknowledge that it's tough sometimes. We can even laugh about it with our teens. And I think that takes some of the tension out of it if we do acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just do the best that you can and laugh about it when you need to. And there's a difference we told our leaders too between laughing and lamenting. Mm-hmm. They're going to catch on if you're super negative about it all the time. But if you're kind of laughing about it and saying, hey, we're still all together. Yeah. It's great to be together, even though this is hard sometimes and we can laugh about it. Mm-hmm. It's the best that we can do right now. So that was the first thing we shared with them is to make the most of the hybrid. Second was to stay consistent. And this is something we say all the time to our leaders, but small groups, especially this year, we've seen them really looking forward to that time together each week, carving that out of their week. So for our leaders, they need to be carving it out of their week too, showing up physically, emotionally, and just continuing to invest in their teens week after week. So staying consistent. Third, praying through all of this experience together. So let us know what your teens say. Um, Let us know your own requests. Go to your coaches um, because we have coaches for all of our small group leaders and and let them support you and be praying for you. There is power when we gather together in prayer. Mm -hmm. And we have an idea that's tied to that at the end of our episode today. (laughs) And then the fourth thing that we told our leaders was to be curious. Um, And that was really the overarching thing with our message. Continue to be curious because when we lose our curiosity, we aren't invested. And I just shared a a story briefly about my nephew, Brooks, who's (laughs) two and a half and just how curious he is Mm -hmm. and everything. And we sort of lose that innate curiosity as we become older, but we need that in the relationships that we have with teens. Teens can tell whether you're going through the the motions or you genuinely want to know what they did this week. They can tell if you don't know their name. Mm -hmm. They can tell if you're Mm -hmm. frustrated by being there in the small group every week or if it's a source of joy for you. So if you are curious, they pick up on that and it shows that you're invested in them. So those were our four things just kind of for this moment that, Mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about what's changed and what hasn't. just continue. Some of these things are consistent and some are new, but make the most out of hybrid, stay consistent, pray through it together and be curious. Absolutely. And as Daniel teased, our one bright idea for you today is to get a prayer journal. Now you might have one um, that you use. I mean, I have a big one at home that I use and I journal in every morning after I read my devotional and scripture. But this prayer journal that we're encouraging you to get if you are interested is a little one that you can even just put in your pocket to carry with you. So when someone asks you for a prayer to pray for them for something specific, if they say something um, that makes you go, I'll pray for you, 
that's the trick, right? Because mm-hmm. I've started doing that. I say that and I'm like, I need to pray in that moment or I'm going to forget. Or you can carry a journal with you, write it down and tell them what you're doing. Tell them, I'm going to write it in my prayer journal so I don't forget and I'm going to be praying with you. And that just brings us all together through prayer and it lets your teens know and your leaders know and whoever you're talking to that we are all in this together, coming together the best way we know how, which is always through prayer. We love you all and are so grateful for you. Be sure to join us next time as we wrap up this series on post-COVID youth ministry by remembering and discussing that we are still a sacramental church. Join us.